Okay, so we're live. Welcome back to the Magic Minds Podcast. I'm Matt Bork. You're watching and listening to the Liberty's number one podcast. Yup, the Liberty's, yup, the flats on the show today. I'm joined by the wonderful Eileen Flynn. Eileen, what's the crack? Well, thanks, Matt. Thanks so much. It's absolutely a pleasure to have you over to uh, my house again in Labbury uh, since the last five years since we've seen you. So, and it's lovely that people recognised you from the last time. Uh, so it's 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 great to be able to have the opportunity to talk to you uh, today. I'm always watching you on TikTok, so it's, uh, thanks, thanks, uh, thanks, guys. I was here uh, five years ago. Mm-hmm. Five years ago, Eileen was interview number thirteen, invited me over to Labre Park. Is it Labre? I call it a uh, Park Labre now, so it park. sounds posh. So we are a taxi driver. It's Park Labre. It's yeah. not Labra Park. Uh, yeah, I was over here five years ago. I've been dying to get Eileen back on. And it was funny. I was only talking about you last week that I was on the Sister Sheds because they asked me what was the best interview. I said, I couldn't say the best, but the most impactful was this because of the compassion, the love, the kindness, in spite of the hardship that Eileen and the traveling community have endured over 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 generations. But yet the love and the compassion and the empathy and the kindness that shone through in that interview was just incredible and I've always wanted to interview you again. And life has changed for you since then, hasn't it? Yeah, I um, got married, have uh, two little girls. Uh, Billy, uh, she's four in September and Lacey is two in uh, September. Uh, also became a, a senator. You're the senator, you're a politician. <laughs> I know, uh, I'm an ordinary politician if there's such a thing, but um, I, yeah, I've been the first member of the Traveller community to ever sit in, in Parliament, like in, in Dáil and Shannon, and that, that's just an absolute privilege, it comes with its challenges, and as I said to you uh, a few days ago over a message was, you know, I think I'm gone hard-hearted, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but like, you know, I've been 15 12 years like challenging the system really looking for meaningful change for the traveller community for people from minority groups in general and um that change hasn't been it's, it's, it's there's no end in sight if you want for uh for that equality of opportunities for members of uh, the traveller community within uh, irish society and that that can be very disheartening so when i was speaking to you that was one of my um comments here on the phone and I think like you know in this role I have my good days and my bad days of like kind of how I think you know like will things ever get better for people from minority groups for poor people in Irish society and obviously for for, for the traveller community too you know and I'm in like I'm in the Shannon but I'm not just a traveller like you know and no traveller is just like no human being is just anything we're, we're human beings we like I'm a mother and people very rarely see that side of me uh, I'm a woman I'm, I'm a, a, a member of the traveler community who's, who's a serving uh, a public representative as well you know and I just think it's 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 like it's 2023 and I'd love to see more uh, equality of opportunity because there's no such thing as equality 
our people being equal. You know, we use that a lot and we throw the word, everyone is equal, everyone is the same. That's not the case. Everybody is different and have the right to be different, you know, but also we have bring equal value to the world. And I think you know that as well, Matt, from working with uh, people with disabilities, you know, that's also a group of people, they're like they're a group of human beings who don't have a fair uh, chance in Irish society, unfortunately. And, and things just need to change. Like, and you know, sometimes I get really burnt out with them, um, like not seeing the progress, you know, and, and doing the work and not seeing the, the meaningful change because we can have change, but it needs to be meaningful for the communities. It needs to change for many people and not the few, you know, because if change is just about me or just about you changing, well then that's not that's not meaningful as change. It's not, it's not big change to, to a community. Wow. Jeez, I do be speechless just listen to you. You speak from the heart. It's not. It's not from a book. It's not from something that you've studied in college. You're. You're. You're doing the work from the inside. Yeah. In regards to the, the traveling community, or, or groups from ethnic minorities, or marginalized groups. And I will be very upfront and say, like you know. I don't speak on behalf of 40,000 travellers. I can't speak on behalf of 40,000 travellers. What I do is speak to my own life, uh, uh, my own life experience as a as a traveller woman who was born and reared in a hall. I said, yes, I live in Donegal now with my husband and my two children, but three days a week I stay here in this house, you know? And I absolutely, saying it to you earlier as well, like I love my family so much, you know? and we've been through an awful lot together as a family like my mother died when we were 10 my father died um almost 12 years ago and if you want to say we wear each other we looked after each other and people would say like our oh, travelers can't do this or, or that like you know i married outside my community and i'm no better or no less of a member of the traveler community because i chose the path that i wanted to live and there's many travellers out there that want to live their own life as well as being a member of the traveller community. So you're right, we tackle it from the inside out and then the outside in, if that makes any sense. Yeah, because 100%. It's, it's a constant, like, you know, you're proving yourself constantly to your own community and then you're trying to prove yourself outside as well. Yeah. And we need to be open and honest speaking about the internalised oppression, the externalised oppression too, the oppression that you get from the outside, but also the oppression that we have on the inside that, you know, some of the pressures that's put on, say, traveller women, traveller men, and like, you know, it's 2023 Ireland, and there's 86% of unemployment within the traveller community. Uh, a behaviour and attitude test was done in 2017, and over 80% of people wouldn't give a member of the traveller community um, a, a job. And since I was very young, I don't know if I said this in your last podcast, and that, like, I was always ashamed of being a member of the traveller community. And when I say always, I mean from the age of 17 up until I was 24, 25. You know, I'd always say I come from the trap, trying to minimise it or trying to, you know, because I was told that I was never good enough. Coming from a, a young woman who was in an accident, who spent a lot of her time in hospital. Now, the nurses and doctors in our ladies' hospital was always very good and very kind to me, but just not feeling good enough in, in general in society from a very young age, you know, and that can impact on you to where you reject yourself. 
and I'm very open about that. You know, if you walk through a a, a, a nightclub or to a pub with your friends, like that was very hard. That rejection constantly, constantly. You know, but again, you learn to deal with because you have no choice but to deal with it. You can let it bring you down, or you can let it build you up. But if you're going up, you go up with people and go up beside people because you don't have to go up by yourself. If that makes any sense. So, so for me. Like you know, I don't think the story defines who you are as a, who I am as a person, you know. But what I will say is that to think back of the eighteen-year-old person that I was, you know, and uh, like that shame because society told me the travellers wasn't good enough. I told myself I wasn't good enough. Do you know what I mean? And then when I was twenty-five, I got involved. In campaigns in now more so because I was involved with campaigns since I was a uh, um, 20 or 21 but that was only kind of you know kind of opening up that kind of worms and sussing things out and where do I belong in the world what can I do in the world you know and when I was 25 I just said you know fuck it like fuck it and that, that's it like you know uh, if they don't accept me once I accept once I accept me you know and I remember standing up in Paranel Square. I was in Mer Mer Paranel Square giving a a talk, and I remember saying that like I'm so emotional and saying, actually, we were never the problem. It was society that was the problem, you know. And and this is the whole thing, like you know, if you're a person with a disability, a member of the traveller community, or another, you know, you're automatically people are trying to put you in your box all the time you're told you're not good enough that you don't you don't belong here you know this is not your place and even with employment you know when i was uh, when i moved to uh, Donegal, i applied for a job in the local youth center and i didn't get the job but i got uh, asked to command the board of management of the organization and i remember thinking like you know but on my cv and then again i was rejected just because I was a member of the traveller community, I should have been working with my own people. I didn't have the qualifications to work with the ordinary population. <laughs> and like if I had that back again, like it was five years ago, I would have challenged that very differently as how, how I would today, you know. And and, and I think like in, in, in general, you know, we have to be a certain way to fit into society. And and I I'm totally against that. Like, Me you know, you, you can be yourself. I'm a non-conformist. Yeah, yeah, and you just remain like stay true to yourself and to your values. You know? Something popped out to me you said at the start and we talked about, you know, the constant battle, like from our last interview to now, there's always this battle. Battling like stuff we talked about, I'll come in, I'll touch on that in a minute, the stuff we talked about so so there about your family and stuff, which is amazing. How do you stop yourself from getting hardened? Because when we get hardened, when we get tempered steeled and we get uh, desensitized maybe. How do you stop that? How do you keep your, your vision from, from narrowing where you can see more? And keeping your cool as well. Yeah, 100%. Uh, like, because two weeks, well, a few weeks ago when I spoke out what happened with the taxi driver, the racism, and the discrimination, you know, that was me being very angry and bringing me right back to that rejection again. Now, don't get me wrong, I've been refused entrance places since I was a senator. And you know what I mean? I'm not full of my own importance because you have to be careful how you manage and deal with people on your way up and your friends because you might need them on your way down. More than likely you'll need them on your way down. And that's how I view it, you know what I mean? And like, again, 
he wouldn't come in here into the site and like you come in today in your little van and you know you had the craft there with a lot of my family members. You I know? love this place. A little bit, a bit of craft with the horses. And people remember me yeah. and said hello yeah. to me and just you know, it's it's palatable. It's you can feel the love in here. Yeah, and just good. Like people in the general population don't see that. You know what I mean? They open up a book and read what's been or the papers, what's been said about travellers or turn on the television and see my big fat gypsy wedding and think, oh, that's all travellers are like that. Like even last weekend the night show, there was a man on with me and he was saying that, like, you know, traveller girls are take out, taken out of school. And it was a load of bullshit, you know, because I was sitting beside him now and I know I'm a 30, uh, 33 year old woman, obviously. I wasn't taken out of school. Do you know what I mean? And like there he was live on TV being like stereotypical and that's when I kept my tool and saying, you know something like I'm gonna leave this gobshack speak for himself by not reacting to him, do you know? And and I think sometimes we have to have hope and even though I think like maybe I'm gone hard hearted or whatnot, I do have hope and I think you have to have hope, you know. Like when I say hard hearted I mean like will things ever change? But I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing if I thought it wouldn't, you know, because I believe that we go, we sit around the tables, we, we have conversations and we can get rid of the table. Let's have honest conversations because a lot of conflicts in the world, like wars and everything that we see, it's because people see things differently. You know, sometimes we're fighting for the one thing, but we see it from a different angle. So it's like that piece, it's like having a piece of cheese, a triangle piece of cheese. You're looking at it from yeah. from one part, I'm looking at it from another, and somebody else is. So I just think there is a common ground that we can find. But the common ground looking for human rights and equality, that's very tough. You know, when you want traveller children to have equality of opportunity in education, when you want travellers to travel women to to be able to go and get their smear tests done, to be able to have access to services, vital life saving services, you know, uh, that should be there too for, for, for traveller women, uh, for traveller men, the mental health supports also, and for all members of the traveller community. Like a young man just said to you that I was introduced and said, uh, Matt Minds uh, uh, podcast, and he was like, "Oh, geez, so many people around here, Magic Minds." And what he was meaning was so many people around here and, and drugs, and that's in Ballyfermot in general and yeah. some working class areas. In my flats, in in the, the yeah. Liberties area, there's a huge amount. It's not uh, addiction just is very very tough, and like you see everywhere you go, like some people are very badly psychotic, and it's not their fault. You know that kind of way. But like we don't have like if you're rich. You can pay for rehab, you can pay for the supports that, that, that you need. But for poor people, it's that access, it's having that access. So even if you know that you have an addiction, but it's, it's getting the access to the services, it's, it's very, very tough for people. And again, like, you know, we'll talk about poor communities, working class communities, like, we can't be in denial about uh, people and drugs, and they're not criminals. You know, my colleague, Senator Lynn Yuan, has spoke about this for years and years, how people are not criminals. Uh, you know, we have to look at, at, at trauma that people has gone through. And a lot of the time I will say, I'm out of poverty. I'm okay. You know, I, I am okay. But the rest of my family, my family here in Labrick, are not out of poverty. The family surrounding area in Ballyfermot in general are not out of poverty. And like, again, you know, like I have a degree, 
I, you know, like many people in Bally Farm, worked hard for their degree, you know, and trying to make something of their life. But again, no matter what you are, to some people I'll always just be a member of the traveller community, politely the scummy knacker, and that's the sad reality of it, you know. And you have to learn to accept that there's so many people in the world that is trying to pull you down and drag you down, name call and be hateful towards you, you know. But if you stop and throw stones at every dog that barks at you, you'll never get to your destination. And that's how I see it. Like, I, I, that's how I just, that's how I see life now. Sometimes I will stop and throw a stone like I did with that taxi driver <laughs> where I was really annoyed and I brought it into the shanty. But that's a platform that I want to use for a positive, you know, while I'm there with legislation as well, you know what I mean? Because it's, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a tough gig, like it's, it's a really tough job to have, you know? Yeah, as I said before, I'm not just blowing smoke up your hole. I've done close to 150 interviews and your interview was the most impactful for me because you said to me, and I clearly remember sitting there about people in prison, not the crime, what made them, what was the cause? And to the root of the problem, I'm charged with trauma, sex abuse, violence, I've stolen, cheated and lied. But I'm not a bad person, I've done bad things. But what was the driver? And as you say, is Luan, 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 getting the L's and the R's mixed up. What's the driver behind it all? Can we see them as human beings? Can we see them beyond the crimes? There's one thing I have to say is that I don't think I would have the, I don't think I'd still be in the shant and it's coming up to my three years without having Lynn there those hugs sometimes in the chambers, you know, you reach over and give her a hug and everyone's kind of like a day oh, okay, you know. Um, very quiet and I was even, this is not even about Lynn, but Lynn gets it. And the same now with the other two women in the group, Alice Mary and uh, Francis Black, they get it, you know. They may not have even had the same life experience as me and Lynn, but we're allowed to speak and they, they always have our corner, you know, and that's important. It's like they understand trauma. Like, you know, they understand pain, they know oppression, they know difficult, they know they challenge. Lynn brought that, like before I ever was entered and put into Leinster House, Lynn brought that, you know what I mean? Lynn wakened them up, if you want, you know? And me being there is a, is a little bit of an, a, 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 a different angle as well, like, yeah. you know, that kind of way. Because me and Lynn often had our discussions, but no falling out as, as true yeah, friends would have, and say, oh, well, we agree or disagree. And it's around education, because I'm, I'm open to be proven wrong, and Lynn is the exact same. But I have to say, like, going forward around policy and legislation and stuff, like, I am looking in the special, in the traveller committee around the over representation of the traveller community in prison and the traveller community in the justice system. Now, a lot of people might be watching your podcast, but I don't think this is your audience that would say, well, that's what travellers deserve to be, and blah, blah, blah. That's not true. Like, not every traveller is, is, is a criminal. You have some travellers that's criminals, like you have some settled people who are criminals, but we have to ask ourselves the question. Again, Lynn opened up my eyes to this. What is a criminal? You know, what, like, I, I couldn't put my finger on, like, you know what I mean? There's different, and um, we, we, and Lynn also speaks again around education. We educate, we rehabilitate people, than locking people up. And, like, in the women's prison, there's over 
uh, um, 15% traveller women, that's overrepresentative. The same in the men's prison, traveller men are overrepresentative. And a young man said to me three years ago, Matt, three years ago, in this when fire was lit, we were watching uh, something on telly, and I love coming up to my family, getting the gossip from the. Like, my family would never call me Eileen anymore. They always say the senator. You know, like mm. having the crack because yeah, just a bit of crack, like oh, the senator. If you always saying, oh God, you'd have to run through the media and stuff. You know, having the crack with me, even when you come in here, I was saying to my sister, would you talk to the president? They're like, no, no. <laughs> you know? So I kind of messed back with them, but uh, like, uh, like he said to me, as his words, not mine. He was up in court for something. Right, and he said to me, I'm up in court next week, God. And I said, Oh, well, you'll be all right, it's your first defense. Not trying to settle people down yeah, like, yeah, in the yeah, way yeah. of thinking because I wouldn't like him to die by suicide or do anything dangerous to himself, you know, because he was up in court. And he looked at me, I'll never forget the look in his face. He goes, I'm on guilty. And I said, Oh, and what do you mean? He goes, I'm guilty, he said, as soon as I walk into that courtroom, he said, because I'm a member of the traffic police. And that stuck with me. And do you know something? He is a hundred percent right. It's like we've seen stories in in all over the media over the years of people from different uh, economic backgrounds straight away found guilty. Rich rugby, they're able to get out. Now, I I'm that type of person that would say, oh, it's rich people that has the world fucked yeah. to a certain extent with capitalism and everything else goes with. Yeah, obviously. But what I mean is like. Say women from upper class areas, men from upper class areas. You know, to give people from from uh, eco, um, from disadvantaged backgrounds a hand up, and I don't even like that word disadvantage because you're putting the dis, you're making people yeah, feel yeah, less. Yeah. You know, but I'd say like underprivileged backgrounds or whatever, maybe a hand up. You know, because we're not looking for handouts, and that's something that I always say. Like, you know, people just uh, that opportunity. You know, and if I like if my friend didn't come to me on the fifteenth of um or sorry, and uh, on February two thousand and twenty, I'd never be here today. Him saying to me, actually, I and I think you've got a good opportunity. You can break down these barriers. You've broke down so many barriers already in society, and he was right. You know, and it wasn't about me as 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 a person. And like, let's be let's be honest, it's a good job to have. You know what I mean? I'm so privileged to be in there. But I always say I'm not a one-trick pony. Why? What I do to my heart is for travelers. You know what I mean? And you're, you're, the change doesn't happen overnight, Matt. And that's the, the reality of it. Like you know, and there's a lot expected from you. Like again, people forgetting that mother side, that that uh, person who you are too. Like and the best job I have is a mother. You know, I've like my two girls, and that's very common. Something I never speak about is trying to balance it all out because you know it's it's genuinely not possible to be a full-time public representative and a full-time mother but I try my best and um, Monday evening to Thursday evening I'm a full-time politician you know and sometimes it might be Tuesday to Thursday because the job I love most when I go home on the Thursday evening is sitting with the children and speaking with the children seeing how they'll be how the four days was or whatever it may be. Uh, talking to Billy about her Irish dancing, she's in Irish dancing, uh, you know, about preschool, how is preschool. And every week when I go home she has her features 
and we're all Absolutely, I love cooking dinners, I love getting them up out of bed, I love putting them to bed, uh, reading stories with them. Now, I find technology very tough, even with Billy, like trying to get her off the tablet and stuff. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, I'm bringing them for little walks and to the park and stuff. Like, all you can do, I think, sometimes we're very tough on ourselves. Yeah. All we can do is our best. You know, 100%. I just want to touch on something you said there about the, the being a full time. Uh, in the politician from Monday to Thursday, then been a parent. My think, my thinking, right, right. You have your thoughts around uh, why there's so many travellers in prison and people in prison. My thinking is trauma, right? Generational pain, generational hurt. And if you want to change that, you have to lead from the front, and you have to do something different. So although you're sacrificing some family time, you're leading from the front, you're breaking generational pain, you're breaking ways of doing things by doing something different. Well, I will say, like, obviously, I think, and any mother is watching this, you're always a mother. Even at night time, you're always a mother. So what I mean is an active full-time mother, that's what I should oh, say, yeah. which makes more sense because, you know, like sometimes, some nights I cannot sleep when I'm away from the kids, and I think that's yeah. the way it is for a lot of work. You never get, you never break. Yeah, you might not be there, but you're still the mother and yourself. Yeah. yeah, so I just think that's really important, you know, that kind of way. But I would say it is good, even for, like I see it even here, people being politically aware, uh, having conversations, and, 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 and like I. When I go down, when I was even in Bally Farm College, I'd come back and I'd say to my father, oh, um, it could be even about caring for people, say, um, nature versus nurture and human growth and development. And I'd kind of bring that here. And like, I remember Daddy Larmerson telling me, saying, oh God, what an Egypt, like, you know, that kind of way. And I always did voluntary work. And he'd always say, Eileen, if you work for nothing, you'll never be Eileen. And Lord Mercy Pan, he was always right. And I often wondered, you know, without like being too soft in this podcast, you know, would he be proud if he was here? You know, because he loved the politics. Lord Mercy Pan absolutely loved the politics. And he loved the GAA as well. Like, you know, like, just because we're travellers doesn't mean that we don't have interests as, as well. Like, you know, yeah. and, and many travellers do. Like, but my dad, I'll never forget... My daddy set me down to vote when I was 18 and he helped me, this is who you're voting for, right? Now I say it, I haven't really said it public yet because I don't want to, the, but I went down and I voted for him anyway and <laughs> then I really woke up, do you know what I mean? Because that kind of like, you know, you use your voice as a woman and blah, blah, blah. But I must have been even about 22 when I found out what like, you know, rights for women. Do you know that kind of way, like, and what feminism mean, like, and, and like every person, I think, has different views and different terms of language, and sometimes we can be too PC. But a feminist to me 
is somebody who wants equality for everybody, yeah. equality of opportunities for everybody, you know, for, for, for all genders, for, for like, and, and you know what I mean, like, I also am a very, like, realistic person too, you know what I mean, I understand because of the community I'm from, it gave me so much life skills to understand people in general, you know, and a lot of time, I think that we, we forget ordinary working class people, you know, and, and, and poverty and the level of poverty in this country, the level of homelessness in this country. We've always, like the traveller community has always had a homeless crisis. And I know some people may laugh at that and say, oh, well, they, they don't live in houses, blah, blah, blah. There's different, like, you know, to many travellers, a trailer and, and, and is a home, like, you know, a caravan, like, and and that's the thing about being in Leinster House too. You're, you're, a lot of people would say caravan, but in Labry or in other hot sites, we say trailer. Do you know? And, and, and like even my partner would say, oh, a trailer or something to put in the back of the car. I'm like, yeah, and, and it can be for to have beds and toilets and yeah, everything yeah. else that goes with it too. Yeah, That's yeah. like what you call a caravan, we call a trailer, you know, that kind right, of way. Right, right. So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been um, mind-blowing, mind, uh, if you want, ups and downs. What has been your... What has been your greatest challenge since you went into Lenza House? Like what's what's been your greatest challenge? Well I'll tell you the greatest challenge in the last five years for me yeah. was overcoming postnatal depression. That was the greatest challenge for me. Wow. To be out to I'm sure some women listeners out here be be buzzing to hear this. Yeah, it's something we, that. we don't talk about. It's um you know, we don't have units or um, places now it's not about concrete it's not about the bricks and the water it's about the services as well but we've no really place that a woman and a newborn baby can go to that can be looked after say if it needs to be a year six months six weeks or even six days you know that kind of way I really struggled after I had my doctor baby extremely because I didn't feel good enough to be her mother you know, and sometimes you still don't feel good enough, you know, and like you're trying to deal with that and stuff. But that was my biggest challenge was overcoming that. And the Shannon also gave me a reason to feel I can do something, I can break down a barrier, you know, because for me being involved, and a lot of people say, well, if you have to campaign for something, it's not right. You know what I mean? But for me, that's my high. That's my buzz. I like I, I I love campaign and I I absolutely I, I just I just love it like you know did that help you get through it yeah yeah my uh, Billy was five months old when I uh, first campaigned remember the pandemic and stuff and the team like she's what did you campaign coming. for uh not, yeah campaigned uh, for for Shannon you know I got oh, yeah, seventy six yeah. first preference votes on my own accord uh, and that was phenomenal like I wasn't expecting to get so that. what you're telling me is you battled your way of postnatal depression you 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 yeah yeah, yeah and like you I, chose the fight i did but it was after a um I, i'm here for a reason it was after a uh, suicide attempt and i won't be going into it for the no, purpose no, of no, the podcast that's because no we don't need yeah. to so we don't need blood and guts uh, do you know what i mean yeah that's so, voyeurism is not my yeah, thing but the yeah. fact that you were saying that for a woman to hear you Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, and I just, again, I think it's important. Hello, hey, Sally. How are you getting on, guys? Good, we're in a, at a live podcast at the moment. <laughs> but it's okay. okay. Come on in and. Hi, all. Yeah. 
So that was that was a really tough battle for you. So you had your experience, and then you decided, you know what, I'm gonna fight my way out of it. Yeah, and 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 again, like life shouldn't have to be a battle. Do you know what I mean? But the supports, I don't believe the supports are there for women with postnatal depression. And this is something we need to be loud about because you know, talk about period, uh, period uh, poverty, right? And that's not going to fix the big issues for women's inequalities in this yeah. country, you know, and some services for women, like, you know, and many poor women, like, that's an argument that I agree with, you know, the free sanitary towns and all that kind of stuff for women, great, good to have it, that's a charity matter, you know, we need to empower women, it's not about putting a packet of uh, uh, tampons into, into every woman's toilet in, in, in the country, you know, it's really about providing services for women with postnatal depression. Vicky Phelan uh, uh, broke through the glass around the, the whole uh, cervical uh, check and stuff. And again, I've had experience around that in the last year, you know, and uh, like my GP saved me life really. And, and again, it's just, it, it's just absolutely remarkable when we talk about equality and, and equality of opportunities, you know, our politicians and, like, I do you know what I mean? We'll go, we'll fix period poverty when an ordinary poor woman is not even on that line thinking about, like, you know, she, she needs, like, access to services. And around the postnatal depression, I was afraid to reach out to my GP at the time. I was afraid to reach out to the uh, nurses in the maternity ward or whatever else goes with because I was afraid my child would be took off me because I loved her, like, so much and I was just a trapper. You know, and there's many traveler women, and it's something we don't talk about within our community either. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's, uh, it's, it's, if you want to say, it's, you know, it's not about giving to the poor and like silly things. Like, and that's, when I say like silly things, I mean, you know, there's something like I never came from a big wealthy family or anything, but I never. And I've heard other people saying it from working class communities as well, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you know, while it's good to do that and have uh, free sanitary towels and uh, tampons for, for women in, in, in toilets, whatever, you know, like, why can't you not also invest in women's health? You know, and I just think that's something that we need to discuss. You can go a little deeper with this. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and I, I just think it's like, if, if you see, Look back at my record, I've said it numerous times in the channel. It's, it's a good old argument and stuff, but I like I'd rather see them, you know, in making sure poor women are getting their cervical uh, checks done every every year for traveller women to not think gosh that doesn't include me I'm okay you know uh, for for women to have good uh, services in this country and. Uh, like so I think that's something they should focus on you know and this whole thing around the gender um, quotas for uh, employment and for polit uh, political parties we need gender quotas yeah but if we're doing gender quotas we have to include the women of dis with disabilities we have to include fragile women with, uh, black and brown women women of color like you know so who's the women equality for you know and I just think that's really important that we need to be and Again, when we talk about men at the top, you know, from the top down to men, where's the traveller men at the top? Where's the black men at the top? I haven't seen one traveller man in Leinster House, I haven't seen one black man in Leinster House as in serving in, in, as a public representative. 
Uh, you know, so we really need like we've a lot, we've a long way to go. You know, and and I think like a man with a disability have a right to be in the Shannon. Of course. You know what I mean? As a traveller man has a right to be in the, in the Shannon or in the Dáil too. But there's again the men like. I just think they jump on bandwagons, the sexy conversations, as I like to call them, you know, women's rights. But where's the traveller women? Where, where, where's the traveller men in these rights? Where's the black men in these rights? The refugee men? And, and that's just, you know, because like, because you have a disability doesn't mean that, you're, that, that you don't have a mind, you know? Like, it doesn't mean that, that you don't have your own way of thinking and yeah. that you shouldn't be heard because we all deserve a right to be here and to be able to thrive and be who we want to be, you know, that kind of way. And with the right opportunities, like, and that's all travellers need is the right opportunities. Because I know many travellers that work in nursing homes, hospitals, that's doctors, uh, solicitors, you know, like we want to play our equal part in society, but society has to leave us do that. And you know, we're good enough, like we've shown that through the years and years. Yeah. Wow, 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 unreal. What has been your what has been your most enjoyable moments within the Shannon that you've you know, you you've done some great work, we had a conversation out there. In the last five years, if you've had said to me at the end of our last podcast you're gonna be a senator, I tell you where to go. Uh, you know, and I think that was an amazing victory actually for 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 and uh, for, and uh, for me personally, but also for Ireland as a country too, you know, because we are the indigenous people of this country, you know, and uh, like, I know a lot of people might say, but I remember one time actually a woman said to me, that was doing an interview saying, travellers never give up their soul. And I don't think we did. And that gives me an awful lot of pride, saying, you know something, we're such a resilient community, we're still here, we're, we're, we're strong, you know, that kind of way. And that whole thing, like, when I was in um, Maynooth University, I wanted to do my thesis on can a traveller be Taoiseach and live in a hot site. <laughs> and I didn't have enough evidence, obviously, to back it up, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, like, to think I'm in there now as a public representative, as a senator, and I'm actually living in a hot site, like, in three days a week, you know, I have the best of both worlds, if you want. And it's just... Absolutely, that's some change. Like what a traveller woman said to me from an organisation, if you sat in your ass uh, three days a week and did fuck all for the next five years, she said, which I know wouldn't be in you, you've still made change. And I don't think I made that change by myself, Nash. I know that change was made with people from other ethnic minority groups too. And that change is for us, not for me. Do you know what I mean? And it's for our kids as well. Like, like just think about the, the effect that you're having on society, not just the travelling community or marginalised group. Me, somebody from just as you as say just the normal population or the ordinary population, like you have an incredible impact on my heart. You inspired me. I just rocked up here to this interview and I've never forgot it. So can you imagine the people out there that you have touched and That's, inspired? See, this is where I'm uh, queer if you want, right? Uh, we always use the word queer as in being yeah, yeah, yeah. Like different and like I'm very queer when people say to me, you're doing a good job, or that was very good. How I, I don't like being complimented, and I think that's an Irish thing in it. In, 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 in because you're like, oh God, you know, that kind of, I'd be so embarrassed. And I could talk in front of thousands of people. 
but I suffer extreme bad anxiety. I, yeah, I totally know? understand And that. if a person comes up to me after something and say, oh, you're doing a good job, I'm obviously, ah, oh, thanks, thanks very much. And I'm, my thing is, where the fuck is the exit? How do I get out of here? You know, and that's not that I'm not a people's person or anything. It's just, I, I find it. You might use the praise. I just find well, it. Well, like that as well. Yeah, I People find say to me about the podcast and you inspire yeah. and I cringe. I'm like, oh, Jesus. Yeah. But realistically, like. But I look at Lynn then, like, where I think she has got to a point for saying, no, actually, I'm going to say thank you and I am good at my job. Yeah. You know, because I've I seen her in a documentary here a few weeks ago and she was like, I'm a really good senator, which she absolutely is. You know, yeah. but being able to own it and yeah. say it like I and was again, at that point as well, like you yeah. were years ago. I didn't believe and people say, Oh, you do a great job. Now I go, Yeah, do you know I am? I'm a good I used to think I was a horrible, scruffy, ugly, yeah. dirty bastard. Because people was. around me told me that. Yeah. Now I don't believe any of that. And mm-hmm. people say to me, Oh, you did a great job, you know, I'm like, Oh yeah, thanks. But you know, all you can do is your best, you know. Yeah. And people will criticise you all, like I get it like sometimes on social media. I'm called the drug addict or uh, called really horrible names, you know, that kind of way. And uh, people say you're not smart enough, blah, blah, blah. And, and that sometimes can kind of get in you, you know, that kind of way. Of but, but for me, I'm like, you know, fuck off. That's my answer to that stuff. Like, just, you know, I, I, the I, I, yeah. throw them at the dogs. And, and I'm just like, you know, that's, that's fine. Because like, you have to really bring it back and say, actually, the problem is not you, the problem is the person. You know what I mean? And you can't control how people think about you. You can't control their their opinion of you, you know? All you can do is your best and, and, and that's it. Like you give it your best. And I was in the school yesterday with leaving students and I was saying to them, give it your best. You know, if you get a hundred points, fair play to you. You give it all you could give it. If you get six hundred points, fair play to you. It's not gonna define you. Love that. You know that kind of way. It's Love not that. going to define you as, as as a person because if I'm looking for a job now, no one gives a damn about me leaving cert. Oh. As a thirty-three year old, you know what I mean. When I go back to work in the National Traveller Women's Forum after the the Shannon or whatever, you know, like you still remain true to yourself. You know, like and and these roles and these positions that you have in the world, like you know, they they change all the time. Like you can go from, like I was working this time three years ago on the National Traveller Women's Forum exam, maternity leave, you know, that kind of way. And it's just, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just remarkable how life is, you know. And you haven't, like, you haven't changed, although you now have Actually, a title. You're a senator. It's so strange, Matt, because next month will be five years on the dot. Yeah. And in the last interview, I had to hear in two plats too. <laughs> and I was getting ready to, for the wedding and stuff in August, yeah. you know. And now, like, I have two plaques in the hair. But, like, you haven't changed. Like, the way you speak, you do, your, your authenticity from your heart, your energy, nothing has changed about you. There's, there's no even notion that you, you're in the Senate. But you know what is... Which I, is fucking deadly. But that's what I love about you. But you know what's, what's actually strange is that, like, people would all... This is a very common question like that. Ask, do you ever feel less? Do you ever feel people treat you different? Blah, blah, blah. I'm okay with that. You know, like I'm not an academic to the highest core. I don't have degree in law or anything. So I'm constantly learning. And I'm absolutely, how privileged am I to learn all of the time as a 33-year-old woman? Because when you think you know it all, like, you know, you're, you're so full of your own importance that, you know, you're actually silly more so than clever. Love you know, it, love but it. like, 
And I used to go in and be like, oh God, all these people are all so educated and this and that. But I'm also educated, you know? And they have what I don't have. And I have what they don't have, which is very important. Someone said that to me when I was in the hospital, I felt like that, because they were all middle-class people with degrees and academics. Someone says to me, you have degrees, but they also don't have what you have, mm -hmm. which is your working class attitude, your, your personality. It's like it's that like we're real, you know what I mean? Yeah. We know what it's like, we know exactly what it's like to go like and to be struggling, to be on the marriage stuff society. We, we know that, we've lived that experience. They didn't, you know? A lot of them didn't, to be fair, a lot of them didn't. And I think we, do you know what I mean? Again, like I have sociable skills. Like I can walk in anywhere and speak to people. I can find my way through the world by just speaking to people. Even if I didn't speak the language, I'd find some way of communicating because I'm not afraid of people, you know? Uh, now, even though we talk about rejection and stuff, but I'm not afraid of people. Do you know, I'm not afraid of saying, actually, do you know, I don't know where I'm going. You wouldn't be able to give me directions, would you please? If I needed them, like, you know, I'd be clever enough in that regard. But I don't think they would have, like, they'd be so, I'm, I'm so intelligent that I don't ask for directions. I know myself, I'm, and I'd figure it out as well, you know? And sometimes, if, if some, if sometimes it takes you longer to get to your destination, but that's okay. You know, like we all, I've seen this quote on Facebook or, Few years ago we all boil at different degrees you know what i mean no, and, and, and 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 that's just any human being like you know again we're not all at the same level and nor should we be because i know there's not like apart from 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 lynn uh, as i say but like emotionally intelligent you need to have that oh, you need to you. be uh, uh socially intelligent social like, intelligent emotional yeah. there might two big ones Mind that i would have and like you know and academically, yeah, yeah, I'd have it if I have to have it. But I want to be real with people. Like I get slagged off by some gobshites when I say things has got worster, worster, and I got such a hard time because I used the word worster, uh, in in the in the Shannon's because I wasn't in the English dictionary. I don't care about the English dictionary. I wasn't meant to speak English one way or the other. It's meant to speak Irish if you want or can't, you know. So like English is more so second language to me anyway. So, but I wasn't meant to know the English dictionary inside and out. And Worcester is a term that we use here in this house. Yeah. And like, I actually remember putting in a, in our WhatsApp group, uh, Billy, if you, uh, maybe it could have been even a year ago, making Rice crispy Cakes. And she put her finger in the, in the bowl to eat some, right? And, it was a lovely video, so I put in the WhatsApp group, like myself and Lynn, Francis and Alice Murray, and I put in that at the CEG group saying, I would have loved to put this one on, um, on social media, but I can't because I said bowel. And Lynn wrote back a voice message saying to me, so what, whatever you bleed and say, it doesn't matter, you know, remain true to yourself yeah. and to your own way that. way that you talk, Stay you know. And, and that was it, so I put it on uh, social media, you know, and like sometimes real. you just need that direction or you need that advice from someone who who, who you know you can trust and who, who you love as well you know that kind of way and and that was very like and sometimes even last week when i was giving a statement on uh, the, refor uh, the reform of the shannets uh, the bill that was done up by senator higgins lynn uh, myself and francis but like you know alice mary is just such a great legislator like she's such a whiz when it comes to ins and outs of legislation you know she's just yeah. fantastic and 
I was given a few pints and and I sat back down and I remember looking at Frances Black said, Oh fuck's sake and she goes, What's wrong with you? I said, I said canvassing. Uh, no, what was it? I said canvassing instead of saying campaigning and I said, Oh fucking hell, like now it's gonna be a big backlash to this and I was marrying Francis like you sit down and pass no attention uh, to, to what they're going to say and they're right like it but sometimes you know like it whatever it is with the old abuse sometimes in that online it happens so regularly do you know what i mean like being caught names because of the community that you're from and like you have your good days you have your bad days yeah. and then you have your knockbacks but i do believe they make you strong Oh, yeah. yeah. Like like yourself, I don't know what your what your struggle was like for you, only from what I hear. But what it does, my pain is now my potion, just like you. We use that. Our res resilience is about bouncing back, yeah. bouncing forward. Yeah. And you you epitomize that. You bounce forward. You know, that tough time now you lead like you said to me on the kitchen there about your family, you know, you you married a, a settled man. In the Shana, a few other things you said to me, but your family never rejected me. Never rejected you. No. They never, and they, and you can feel the love in here, yeah. and it's fucking deadly. Yeah, but I I always grew up uh, like I always, you know, my fashion, my you know, like I always just lived my life as as I lived, you know, and I was very lucky with the people I met in my life, the likes of Damien Pilo, who like. Damien is, and he'll kill me over this, but he's he's in his mid fifties, like, and like, he, do you know to say that like he's my best best friend, someone that I could trust with anything, and you know, he'd never tell me what to do. It's always about thinking for yourself, and people like that like are very good in your life, and I had those kind of opportunities with the likes of Valley Farm Travelers Action Project with Lorraine McMadden, with the best of community development workers uh, in in in. University. I had a great teacher. Uh, she was actually a psychotherapist. She still is a psychotherapist. Uh, Kathleen Noonan. Uh, Kathleen Noonan from uh, um, she does a lot of work in Kilcock. And she was my lifesaver in one sense. When I went to uh, uh, did a course in Valley Farm College, caring for people with special needs. And and that's my whole thing. Like I wanted to work with people with special needs. I wanted to work with, with people in a caring capacity too. And people say that empathy and compassion. But that that's first. You know what I mean? That's first. And like, you know, not because of the accident. Maybe it was because of the accident I was in. Maybe it was because I lost my parents at, at, a, at a young age. I don't know. But, you know, I think that's a skill within itself, being able to empathize with people. You know, because a lot of the time, Matt, people don't need your help. You know, people need you to try and understand. You may, may never fully understand, you know, and this whole thing about I want to help such a one, I'd like to help the poor, I'd like to help the homeless, you know, support people. People may need support to do things for themselves. Empower people. Yeah, because we can disable people. And I didn't know, like, I always thought disabled, if you want, was a horrible word. To use against uh, people with disabilities, and since being on the, the Disability Matters Committee, I learned that society disables people with disabilities. It's society that does that, and it just makes sense to me now. You know, I'm really, really lucky with the opportunities that I've had in my life. I am, and I'm really lucky with the people that I've had in my life. 
and that's the god honest truth like you know people who work in organizations like in like i can reach out to people and i'm not shy in reaching out to people people who are my friends people i know i can get support of and i like you know again in the shannon knowing that lynn lynn i'm number 20 in the seat right beside the window and i'm very cold like it's the coldest person in history i'm always with blankets even like you know if i'm going up and down the car whatever blanket over the legs like an old granny but i don't mind <laughs> and lynn is number 19 you know like and sometimes we'd sit in random seats or whatever but you know it's just it's having that connection and it's it's okay because it's all right to get things wrong too, you know. And like I've been on different sides of arguments and stuff. And I actually I like that about myself. I like that the whole fact that, you know, I can change my perspective and stuff when I know that I'm wrong, you know. And what I mean by that, like, and I know a lot of like, you know, I don't want to be controversial or be anyway. But when I was eighteen. When I went into Trinity College and stuff, I remember taking part in a debate and I was anti-choice, you know? And it was so easy to be anti-choice. And then as I got older and I was educated and I learned more about, you know, women's rights and reproductive health care, I, I was like, oh my God, you know? Even though I still have my choice, yeah. you know? That if I'm anti-choice about me, myself, my own personal yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. choice, if I vote for choice, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't oh, take anything wow. away from me. Brilliant. And that was how I see things. And I said, like, I want to support women that I'm not here to judge and say you did a mortally wrong thing or whatever else that goes with that. Because that woman has to deal with that for the rest of her life. Yeah. You know, so why am I going to make anyone's life tough for them? You know, and again, it was the people I associate with. and. I would not be one that would be told, actually, this is how what you should believe in. I make up my own mind. And my life has, has shown me that over the years. And I will say with a lot of pride, I wasn't right when I was 18, 19, 20, when it came to repeal. I wasn't, I wasn't like, you know what I mean? But I'm glad that I was educated and I wanted to be educated, you know? And, 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 and it's just, I, I just think it's okay to get things wrong. And, it, it's all like you know it's powerful to say I yeah. don't know I got it wrong yeah. help me yeah. no it's like what you were saying there is you're okay with it being vulnerable yeah you're so strong that you're willing to admit like, you're wrong and I've got no problem in saying to if I didn't understand it now you know and I think in the last three years I have tried as a legislator you know to understand it like I remember like I remember being Twenty-five, when I first knew who Lynn even was, and she putting herself up for elections in the college and stuff, she came into my and I was like, Shannon, you know, what does that do? Like, and I was twenty-five years of age. Like, that's not even ten years ago. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because a lot of ordinary people don't care what you do in Leinster House. I haven't a clue. I couldn't believe that you walk so hard. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, no disrespect to you. You were like, I walk all these hours, and your sister was saying, I was like. Fuck me, I thought they all just sit down there and nothing. Well, well, I'll add like them do. <laughs> <laughs> I'll add them do. Trying to name a few names, <laughs> yeah. But I have to say, like, again, you know, in our group, we've got four different, completely different personalities. We're yeah. four women, um, similar but different interests as well. And what I love is, like, you know, like, 
just at least one example, the climate change. Alice Murray just phenomenal, right? Where I'm like, actually, where's the poor people in, the, in these conversations? And then you no. think, like, we're bringing all that together, yeah, you know, yeah, that yeah, kind yeah, of way. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's absolutely brilliant because we're able to bounce off each other. We're, we're able to, ha and I know, like, even years ago, Lynn would have said in the Shannon too, you know, uh, poor people around climate change, like, you know, like, and 100% right. Like, we, a lot of people don't give a damn about recycling because their roof is pro probably falling in on top of them with dampness or whatever else goes with that, you know, or probably struggling about even the plate or bins or whatever. So, again, like, we need to bring back that conversation where that's inclusive because Alice Murray makes sure it's inclusive. Uh, you know, uh, the legalisation of drugs that Lynn is trying to do, we all make sure that's inclusive as well. And we just support each other, like Francis with the uh, Palestine uh, stuff that Francis does. You know, we educate each other. And we're not afraid of that as a little uh, a little group in, 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 in the Shannon, you know what I mean? And, and that's just, that's absolutely uh, really, really important. Like, you know, and I just, like we're all as mad as each other in our own ways, you know, that kind of way, like, and even, the dressing, like, you know, I remember this time last year actually came up with me stories and um, Lynn comes in and I'm looking at her with a pair of purple sliders and a pair of stockings and with them. I wear them myself around Sunny God or whatever. Well, I'd be like, I, I remember looking and thinking, oh my God, what the hell are you doing Love with, them, uh, with them uh, sliders? And, and just like... She like, didn't give a fuck. No, it's grand, like, you know, I wear my sliders. With, and that's how it should be. That's you great. know, that kind of way. It's like, not about being, like, you have to dress a certain way, speak a certain way. It doesn't make you less educated than... Because than, we all come from different communities. We, like, you know, different uh, dialect, if you want. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think it's important that, like, we do remain true to ourselves, you know. And again, going back, like, even in, in, in college and stuff, like, I'm so privileged with the people I met, like, in, you know. And, and to be fair, I got on very well, you know, in civil. <laughs> with, with other civil. With, like, the majority of politicians in Leinster House. And, and the reason for that is, like, you know, my sister, my other sister would always say, as bad as you are when you're in with a person, you know it's getting going on. But when you're out with them or you fall out with them, you know, fuck off. And I love that. Like, so love it, you, you love keep it. in, you have conversations. With, and, and, you know, one thing I will say that I learned in, like, you know, a lot of politicians are not in there for wrong reasons. Like, they genuinely believe they're in there for the right reasons. You know, that kind yeah. of way. And... Uh, you know, I get on very well also with Thomas Pringle. Like, Thomas just, you know, Thomas never fails, but to, like Lynn again or Alice Mary or Francis, Thomas never fails, but to make me laugh. You know, he's just down to earth, a uh, good, uh, really good uh, person. And, and like that, like, even sometimes I come up with Thomas, you know, and um, we're having a conversation about the hate crime legislation just yesterday, like. You know, and I was saying, like, I don't want poor people being locked up or, you know, people from the travel community or people of colour or whatever. Like, you know, just having teasing it all out in the bus. Well, they're already getting locked up. What <laughs> 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 the fuck? But that made sense to me because if you look at the over yeah, 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 in, yeah, in yeah, our yeah. prisons, right. like, he's like, 
I know what you're saying, Eileen, but this is the reality on yeah, the ground, yeah. and it's something you always talk about anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you, I went into convulsions and laughing, but it wasn't said from a bad place. No, like I get he, it. He's just, saying that yeah. like these Quite people the obvious, are already yeah. targeted anyway. Yeah, yeah. So why having the hate crime legislation is not going to make the target what happens to some communities any less? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that was it. Like, and I remember like you, I was like, you know, I went and I had a little giggle at, and I'm like. You're fucking right. Yeah, we're not um, laughing at these yeah. people, by the but, way. Or like, I just think up. it's, you know, sometimes we cry yeah. with the truth, or we might laugh at yeah. the truth. So ridiculously know? obvious. Yeah, because it's so obvious, you know, that yeah, kind of way. Yeah, like, yeah. And, 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 and that's just, you know, so overall, my experience has been good, but I'm very lucky. Yeah. I'm really lucky with the people I, I have in my life and the experience I've had. While a lot of it was harsh hardship like you know i remember actually a um i could tell you one last story i remember a minister saying to me you're always in a rush you always look stressed and blah blah, blah. and and i said it to said it to lynn i said you know like the minister said to me i always look stressed and i'm always in a rush and always whatever she goes i'll tell him she said that there was hard uh, hardships and again like i remember going in convulsions and laughing and saying actually you know this she's right like you know and um trying to work with people and stuff and i think sometimes when you can is to have a bit of humor as well you know that kind of way so and and it's good to have that like and it's good to build up relationships with people you know like i could come in now and i like i'd be the first to say say to you know the way people would say, sure, I talk to travellers, I talk to black people, I talk, I talk to everybody, sure, they're just like us, you know, that kind of way. I go in now and I say, sure, I talk to politicians, you know, like, <laughs> and, and, you know, it's just, it's, it's like the tables have turned a little bit, you know, I'm like, I know, sure, I talk, I, I talk to them, like, you know, and when I say that to people, they laugh at me, but that's me trying to put the shoe on the other foot and stuff, you know. But again, Matt, like I think when we use humor, it's it's how it's used and when it's used and appropriate. But it's not to it's not to hurt anybody because like for me yesterday I was saying like, you know, like I'd be afraid of any legislation that's just gonna make life tougher for travelers, yeah, yeah, blah, or for other minority groups. And the reality is it wouldn't, you know, like because life is already tough for uh, people from uh, minority groups to a certain extent. But uh, overall, life has been, you know, everything can be better. Of course, of course. You know, course. and there's always room for improvement, and no matter who you are, or no matter what you are, no matter what it is you're doing in life. And you're so leading the change I'm that. just saying that things are good, you know. I'm still alive, I, yeah, pretty much just. <laughs> like you said about your hearts, or like you toughening up, I don't see that, I get what you mean, and the struggle is hard. But your heart is as big as it was five years ago. Yeah. If anything, you've got more powerful in the sense you you know you you've grown you've grown to nearly to to your uh, your potential. But you're just fucking you're just an infinite potential. You just you're a powerhouse. Do you know? And I, I know that's probably cringing by it. I just think you're an incredible human being. It's 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 you know if I died tomorrow, which I hope not anyway. But if I died tomorrow, it's leaving that legacy for my children too yeah you know? leading from the front you're breaking yeah. generational pain you're breaking you're letting go of the you know the the social norms that women can't be in power travel women can't be in power people of marginalized groups can't be in power you're smashing that 
What's the one thing you would like people to take away after listening to this interview? I, I, I think that whole human, you know, and that whole like live and let live, you know, and I just think that's so important because like I think of lyrics of songs of the live and let live and uh, you know, uh, like uh, Aslan, uh, Christy Dignan, and I know that he's very sick at the moment, you know, which like uh, another person from an ordinary working class family that had his own uh, struggles in his life and this crazy world, I think, you know, like it is about trying to look after each other and protect each other in this crazy world that we're living in, you know, and people will tell you what you should be doing, how you should be doing it and how you're not good enough, really. And that's just unfortunate that there's the world that we're, we're living in, like everything is a competition, examinations for, for college, for money and, and all these big issues that we have, you know. But I really think, like, don't let anybody tell you who you are. But I said to your man on the uh, Tonight Show last week, I was like, actually, you know, I won't allow you tell me that I'm not a different uh, race, that I'm not a different nationality, I'm not like I'm a member of the traveller community and we are different and, we're, and I'm okay with that. Like, you know, it took me years to be okay with that. Yeah. I'm not going to let you take that away now. Yeah. And again, all we can do in this life is give it our best shot, you know. Um, and, and again, a quote I've seen recently, like, you know, people say you only have one life. You know, you live every day. You like, you know, and you only die. You die once. You know, and and I just think we really need to be able to. I don't know. Like my mother used to say, if she couldn't do someone a good turn, she wouldn't do them a bad one. You know, and and I think it's a little. You know, trying to be kind to each other, and sometimes it's actually tough to be kind. You know, because. Like sometimes when I'm sitting it, like I, should, I don't know, I don't want to really be, but like sometimes you ever see the ad or do you ever see the Simpsons where Bart is, where Homer's grabbing Bart by the <laughs> neck and saying from really cop the fuck on or you're, do you know, yeah, you're yeah, being, yeah. like there's one or two of them in there that could be like, oh my goodness, like, you know, wake up, wake and up. People, and people think that kindness is nice and soft. Sometimes kindness and compassion is the hardest thing to do. Yeah, and It's like, easy to go, fuck you, shut the fuck up, get on you, smash things up. That's easy for me. A hundred times there's one certain politician, senator that I'm like, oh my God, is she for real? Or, you know, that kind of way. But she's just doing her job. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. they're racist or being discriminated against people. They're just doing their job. Yeah. But if, if, on the other hand, if that's me, I'm rising trouble again. I'm a troublemaker, you know. And like sometimes it can take some amount of gut. And and again, like being in the Shannon, like there was a time where I'd say, okay, if this person is going to say something bad about uh, about um, LGBTQI plus, I'm going to get up and I'm going to say no, bloody blah, blah. And then you just learn to deal with actually that person is not worth my fucking energy, you know that kind of way. And 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 I and I think that's kind of again. I only, like, you know, you learn as you go. And, and, and for people to take away that, like, when I first got into the Shannon, like, I was really faking it until I met it. You know what I mean? Like, and, and again, it takes guts, I think, if you're from uh, a marginalised community to actually believe that, that, you're, that, you're, that you're good enough to be here. You know what I mean? And I think that takes guts. Now, I haven't got to that whole place yet where... 
I know I'm a good senator and I'm doing a good job and stuff. I think I'm I I think I'm doing the best I can do right now as a mother with two very young children and uh, trying to you know just spread myself as much as possible with organisations and trying to work with organisations and then key issues as well. And I don't want to jump on every bandwagon, you know, because we don't have to fight every argument. Sure. And I'll end it with that. Yup, yup, yup. You're an incredible, I know you find this cringy and I know it's hard for you. You're an incredible human being. I'm so privileged to be here. Just to be in your presence, you're just deadly. I love you. And you're, up, you're, up the flats. You have the fucking flats. You have the help and so Guys, look, all the Eileen embodies all the magic minds. Here. Stories of the power from sport. She doesn't just talk about. It. She lives it. She embodies it. She goes out there. She's on the front. She's leading the way for women, for people in marginalized groups, people from work class, from ethnic minorities. She's doing the fucking all. She uh she could go around here on a fucking uni cycle and juggle at the same time, I think. <coughs> Thanks very much for watching and listening. Um please be kind. Just be kind, as my mentor Jeff Thompson says, be kind. The only difference in our crimes is a degree. We've all have done something wrong, so let go of the judge and be kind. He was not seeing Castle for Stone. Uh thanks very much for watching and listening. Please share this with family and friends. It's an incredible interview. Uh, all my interviews are brought to you by Noel Royley from Rooney Media Graphics. If you want any graphic design work done, he's your man. The girls in Shannon's Hopeline Mental Health Powerhouses in the Liberties. Give them a, a follow, check out the work. Please donate if you can. The Liberty Super Room doing amazing work. Anyone else we can say thanks to? Anyone else? I just think, you know, uh, the homeless organisations that will go out and... Liberty Super Room, yeah. Yeah, people on our streets and again, work with people with addictions as well because in the Liberties, in Ballyfermot, in working class areas, the addiction. And I think that's just really, really like, you know, caring for people and seeing the and addiction. So I like to thank people for that, for seeing the and. Guys, thanks very much. Have an absolutely fantastic day. And as always, mind your little self. Yup the flats, yup the park lambra. <laughs>